I'm Ben Strivens. He's John O'Scott. Hi. And together... We watch anything! We trawl the depths of Netflix... And other streaming services... To find three films... Of the same genre... Of the same genre... And watch them... So you don't have to. I take one, he takes one, and there's one we both watch. So you know what's a surprise hit... And what's totally... It's a new year, it's exactly the same old us, and it's the inauspicious number 51. Yes, we have nothing big to say this time, apart from welcome to 2020. We Watch Anything has, you know, broken through into another year, and uh, we just don't stop talking, apart from the long gaps where we don't. Yeah, we have really long gaps where we don't talk at all. This is the problem. But no, I, I, I disagree. I think it's very auspicious, because... This is the first of the next 50. Oh, oh, I like it. You're, you're <laughs> such a life coach, Jono. <laughs> this is the first of your next 50 steps. Actually, to be honest, this is also going to be the first all Amazon one that we do. Now, we have not oh, abandoned God, yeah. Netflix in any way, shape or form, but no. there is no denying Amazon's preeminence in the kind of area that we are venturing into. And what is that area, Ben? Well, we decided this time round... Uh, partly as a little nod to sort of the Amazon catalogue right now, to go for Italian horror movies. Yeah, it was my my rather wonderful suggestion. Hey, it was a wonderful and suggestion. It was a goodie. And um, it was because, uh, oh, I don't know, I just I felt like watching Suspiria again for no particular reason. And actually it is on... on, it, on um, well, last time we talked about it, it wasn't. It was just the remake that was on there. And over the Christmas period, that's right. boom, Suspiria popped up. It's on my iPad exactly. fully loaded. Yeah, but I, I went on. I, w- I went on to to Prime to try and find it, and it wasn't there. But it, but Four Flies on Grey Velvet was, which was mm-hmm. from nineteen seventy two, and I watched that instead, and really, really enjoyed it. Which is where this all came from. And at um, the same time, independently of you doing that, I had started to work my way through the Italian cannibal genre as well. Oh, had you? Yeah, so I'd started watching Cannibal Ferox, Cannibal Holocaust, um, and yeah, we'd, we were both sort of in a, quite an Italian horror sort of place, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, the thing that reminds... So I'm not a huge Dario Argento fan by any means, mm. but um, I, I, I like some. I, I like watching his stuff. I'm just not a diehard. But I always remember I worked with this guy once and I kind of said, oh, I'm, I'm into horror films. And he sort of said, oh, have you seen opera? And I went, no. And, and then he looked absolutely horrified that I hadn't seen opera. And I said, <laughs> what? I haven't seen opera. And he goes, well, it's only the best horror film ever made. <laughs> And I went, oh, really? What, is it scary? Yeah, it's terrifying. (laughs) He sounds brilliant. He was a bit of a knob. I remember, yeah. And then I finally watched opera, thinking, oh, this will be terrifying. And it was really, it's not, I mean, it's many things, but it's not Not scary at all. Oh dear. I would, anyway, yeah, no, I would like to point out as well that, you know, we we do skip around genres. We we have a broad Mm. church um, of stuff that we like. And so, yeah, I'm not going to pretend to be an expert on giallo or Mondo, no. or any of that kind of stuff. If you do, I'm, I don't plug people very often, because basically I don't want anyone to listen to anyone but us. But if you do want to listen to people who are experts, I would check out the Devil Times 5 horror podcast as well, because they've just done an Italian zombie movie special, and they oh, really cool. know their genre inside out. Uh, five, unsurprisingly, people who are absolute horror geeks of the highest order. So if, yeah, if you fancy a bit they of are. really in-depth stuff with just a very broad knowledge of those guys... Smash. I would like to jump Guys in and, and say 
That's a recommend from me too. I also think they're very good. Um, yeah, so I, I, I don't know much about uh, the genre, as they say, but mm. I've seen quite a few Italian horror films. But yeah, I've just I I, I like a bit of Jallo. Yeah, so but, I. but I don't really I don't really mind it if I don't watch it either. But I was excited about <laughs> no, this. just only bring me Jallo. <laughs> so, it comes from. Um, it's yellow, yellow isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm leading up because my film is definitely a Jello film, by yeah. the way. Should I just start talking about my film? I think you go, ready yeah, for me, dude? Go, go for it. Kick it off. <laughs> okay. All right. My film is a Jello film, and it's called Great. Death Steps in the Dark. All right. Which I, I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about that title. I kept slightly changing my mind about it. Well, is anyway, it a straight called... translation, or is it a. Oh, you It is a translation, and. Oh, God, you, you bastard. No, I can't remember what it actually is. But anyway, it's called Death Steps in the Dark. I'm going to crack on. It's a 1977 <laughs> Italian-Greek giallo um, directed by a bloke called uh, Maurizio Pradu. Pradu? Pradu? Um, yeah, he just keep saying it, Pradu. Sorry. The original he, title um, is... Oh, bloody hell. Uh, I can't pronounce that. It? Uh, it looks like it might be a straight translation. Oh, right. It's Passi di Morte Perduti nel Buio. That was actually quite a nice accent. Thanks. I eat a lot of Italian food. Anyway, um, where was I? I you really derailed me. Sorry. Um, so uh, it's directed by a person. Uh, it's a it's a Greek Italian oh, co-production thing. Thank you. Yes, 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 yes. And um, so it's directed by this bloke Maurizio Pradu, who had only made one other Jallo film, nineteen seventy three's. Death carries a cane, um, which <laughs> I have no idea is good, but it does sound good. Now, I, I was particularly uh, drawn to this one, A, because it, I knew it was Jallo, and I just thought, oh, yes, I fancy a bit of that. Um, and also it has Robert Webber in it, who's obviously in about a million things, a great yes. man of his time. But I've always loved him because he's, um, I'm a 12 Angry Men obsessive, and he's yes, uh, doing number 12. Um, uh, so, so I always like watching him in anything else. Um, and the plot of this is basically uh, very much a murder mystery, as in it's it's got that stalker slashery thing that Jallos have, but it's very much a murder mystery. So it starts um, with this guy, this good-looking Italian reporter guy, is travelling on a train between Istanbul and Athens. Yeah, and um, he's in a um, he's in a, 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 a compartment with like a few other people. There's a kind of priest there. There's a very, very nervous woman who's playing with her necklace endlessly. Mm-hmm. There's his girlfriend who's uh, Swedish. Um, and, 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 you know, and, oh, and it's just, so it's just a classic sort of murder setup because there's, you see this sort of, there's some creepy music. You see someone messing around with some electrics. Then they go through a tunnel, the lights are cut and you hear a scream. Okay. Then they come out of the tunnel. The woman who is nervously fiddling with her necklace is dead bum, bum, with bum. a knife in her chest. But the knife is the Italian reporter's knife that he happened to have with him. It's a letter, you know, a letter opener yeah. kind of knife. So he's immediately the suspect, but it was not him. Um, anyway, don't you, that sounds good, don't you think? That sounds really good. It's a great start. Yeah, you know, good, good sort of just classic murder mystery fun. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely love it. Yeah, so so I, I was excited by by this rather groovy setup. Anyway, so then Robert Weber turns up. He's the cop who's investigating, and um, so that because so obviously everyone who's in the compartment is a is a suspect. So there are five suspects in all, and it's, the film starts with uh, Robert Weber sort of interviewing them one by one. Mm. But basically, 
our hero, the good-looking Italian um, reporter, is the main suspect. So he does a runner, and then because he's done a done a runner, he's even more of a suspect. Yeah, and. Beyond that, I, I'm just going to confess to our, our lovely listeners that Ben and I um, watched these films quite some time ago, and our uh, memories are very bad. <laughs> and so <laughs> I'm going to t- describe a few more things that happened, but I will be first to admit, I don't remember everything about this film, so I'm not going to give you much more plot. In some ways, I that... quite like that as a sort of as an experiment, though, because it, you know, it, the residual feeling has stayed with you, however, so you, yeah. can, you know, talk about that as well. Yeah, exactly. So, the, the, right. So the thing is, then he goes through. The, the main guy goes through a series of, of. This is where the tone changes. So it's got the creepiness. It's yeah. got slashery bits. It's got sort of spooky music, and then it's got moments of extreme. Well, no, not extreme, but moments of slapstick and really right. stupid humour. It's really funny. So, like, there's this bit. There's this whole sequence when he goes and like he seems to be hiding in a shack, like, and just there's loads of really poor interplay between him and his Swedish girlfriend. There's another point when he has to disguise himself as a woman. But it's fine, okay, disguise yourself as a woman. But he doesn't just, just disguise himself as a woman. He goes for, like, a bright green miniskirt and fishnets <laughs> and high heels. Just do it this full like, out, I say. That's really not undercover. Oh, talking of the music, actually, talking of Cannibal Holocaust, it's um, Rit, Ritz um, Ortolani, Ortolani who, who did the music for Cannibal Holocaust. Yes. Did this music. Sorry, I can't, I'm not... Ortolengi? No. Yeah, I'm ashamed to I don't know. So, this film is bad in lots of ways, <laughs> and I think it's definitely one that only Jallo fans, Jallo yeah. completists, should probably watch. But I did enjoy it. I did enjoy watching it just because it was so weird. The music was genuinely good. All their outfits were very cool. It had that sort of. It had all the stuff you need from a Jallo, so it was sleazy. Um, it was like it was sort. Of, there was a re- there was lots of like sort of red herrings. There was a like um, there was a proper black gloved you know killer who killed oh, cool. people with a razor. You know that's the way you're yeah, supposed yeah, to do yeah. it. Um, it did have some funny bits in ways, but it was just it got really goofy towards the end. Just like honestly, it was like to watching like a really poor Pink Panther or something. <laughs> Except, you know, it's just really stupid. But <laughs> And um, obviously it had the, the sort of dubbing issue, which always adds an air of sort of weird. Um, it did have some funny, like, this isn't quite my best line, worst line. But there's just this, this bit when he's talking to his girlfriend and there's a newspaper over there. And he goes, oh, what does, the, what does the newspaper say? It says you killed someone on a train. Son of a fucking bitch! <laughs> oh dear. and um there's also there's this really funny scene when he's sort of hiding out again hiding out brilliantly in a kind mm. of in a club <laughs> with right. a lounge singer who's like wearing like ostrich trimmed kind of you know this sounds like stuff. it's and better and better and she's singing this song which goes making love to you is all i want to do and it just yeah it's 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 fantastic but it all builds to a climax that involves breaking into a house and yada yada he but oh god i've missed out a really important part of the plot not only is he going on the run he's obviously trying to solve the freaking murder isn't he well yeah yeah i kind of i, I guess i guess he probably was at the same time oh okay I mean, you can't, like you can't show a reporter a murder in front of him and not expect him to try and solve it, especially if he's been framed for it. Yeah, well, exactly. Thank you, Ben. You, you've, you've, you've sorted me out. But, yeah, so I don't really know that there's that much more to say. Do you have any questions? No. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, okay. Overall, my biggest question, I guess, is would you recommend it to someone? Would you recommend it to someone who was new to the genre? Would you recommend it to someone who um, wasn't new to the genre? Would you recommend it to someone as someone just fancy watching a bit of silliness that was quite enjoyable? The last one, I think. I, I don't, I, you know, it's... It's not badly filmed in some ways. Like, like individual shots are pretty cool, um, and and like I say, the outfits are great. It's just that it's just it's it's hurt by the by its own goofiness. Yeah, you know, it's just like um, yeah, it's just the like goofiness they, they... is making me want to watch it. I'm not going to lie; <laughs> it's kind of drawing me to it. If you're going to start describing the Pink Panther, but not Steve Martin, I'm... oh god, no, no, no! But I mean, it really is bad. But actually, you should if you do start watching it and you're not enjoying it, then do skip to the end because, as in the very end, because it's just got one of the worstly, worstly. Worstly edited sort of ends ever, where it's just this really bad setup for a really poor joke, and it's just appalling. I can't say any more about the joke because it'll reveal something about the ending. But yeah, I didn't. I didn't see who the murderer was coming. Okay, I, 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 I'm glad you finished off. I, thought you were, I didn't see who the murderer was. It's a deeply unsatisfying. <laughs> film. And um, I do sort of have a best line, worst line. Oh if you're wow! Interested. Yeah, yeah, hit it. Um, but this is quite a weird best line. This is quite near the beginning when, um, when delightful juror number twelve Robert Weber is is um, you know going through and interviewing all the suspects. Yeah, and um, it's just the way he's having to drink some really horrible Alka Seltzer type stuff because he has he has bowel problems, <laughs> and he just makes this really funny noise <laughs> when he drinks it. <laughs> now remember, this isn't Robert Weber's actual voice because it was dubbed by someone else. But yeah, that's almost what makes it funnier. So here we go. <laughs> You see, Inspector, she obviously had something on her mind. All the time, she never stopped twisting and pulling on her necklace. It was no wonder that she broke it. No. (laughs) 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 Oh, dear. Now, you've got to admit, that's a good best line, worst line. Yeah. I like that. I do like that. <laughs> that's very near the beginning as well. So for anyone who wants to... No, I mean, I wouldn't recommend it really, but you can tell I had quite a nice time I'm, watching I'm, it. I want to watch it. I mean, I wanted to watch it when we doled these out, but now yeah. I want to watch it even more. Is it, is it a C? Is it a C minus? Is it a D? I think it's probably a D plus, but no. a D plus with lots of love, you know. Okay. I've, I enjoyed spending time in its company. Yeah. D plus with a heart around the plus. Lovely. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, well, we'll swiftly move on to mine then, which um, isn't a jello. Mine is... um, What can we say about mine? Mine is known by several names. Ah, they often are, aren't they? So mine in the Italian is Il Paese del Sesso Selvaggio, which translates roughly as the country of savage sex. Um, (laughs) But it was also known as Sacrifice! exclamation mark and i think most widely and on amazon as um well there's lots of people get a bit confused about the um pronouns but man from the deep river or the man from the deep river or just man from deep river it can go by very very many i think i knew it as man from deep river yeah there we go also deep river savages apparently if you're oh wow so directed by um umberto lenzi who has a, just a gigantic 
um, filmography, you know, dipping into some Jello in his early days. He um, also made Cannibal Ferox, and this is the movie that was sort of credited with is sort of credited with starting off the the sort of cannibal Italian cannibal sub. Oh, really? Thing. Is it? Yeah. So okay. this this came out in 1972, um, and it really as well, it's kind of a. Um, it's kind of like a Mondo movie. It was sort of imitating a Mondo movie as well. So Mondo, meaning world, is this, you know, Italian thing where they sort of go... It's, it's meant to be like a semi-documentary style or sort of, do, you know, documentary style where they you, know, you go into tribes and see all the rest of the world. But it, it's all pretty exploitation-y and, yeah. you know, definitely has a, a bit of like, look at the funny savages, ha, 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 kind of overtones. Um, yeah. And like a lot of the... I'm doing all of this stuff up front, but... And like a lot of the cannibal films and some of the Mondo films as well, there's a kind of a a kind of laissez-faire attitude, shall we say, to animal cruelty as well, because it's all sort of seen very much through the lens of, look what the funny savages do. But I think there is a sort of bizarre, perverse joy in animal cruelty in these films. Yeah. Um, this one's got a particularly horrid bit with a monkey. Uh, yeah, really? uh, yeah, and there's a really gross bit with a turtle in... Gosh, we all know, is it Cannibal Ferox? Maybe. Anyway. Um, and, the, yeah, it was definitely animals being hurt. But, yeah. uh, so... That's the sort of preamble, which I don't want to give too much away from. But anyway, essentially, the um, our hero, uh, Ivan Rasimov, is a British photographer in Bangkok. We see the whole the whole thing kicks off in with very kind of like nineteen seventies. You know, you're writing it with actually the scores I, I really like. It's Daniel Petucci. It's kind of a nice sort of loungy score. It's kind of cool. Uh, he kicks you off in Bangkok. He's running around he's photog- photographing things. He goes to work. A Thai and we Thai kickboxing thing with his girlfriend, as she gets a bit disgusted, and he basically says, "Well, bye then." Um, and she wanders off, and then he watches it. He goes to a bar for a drink afterwards. Some dude comes and um, comes and tries to stab him, and he turns a knife on him, stabs him back, and kills him. And then realizes that actually, then realizes that actually he should probably get out of dodge quite quickly. So, yeah. he, so he jumps onto a train into the jungle. It's not like he's kind of there looking over his shoulder the whole time. It's a bit more like. <sighs> Better leave Bangkok then. <laughs> um, and he gets on this train, and for some bizarre reason, he's got a. He's man. I think he's taken a tuk tuk driver with his tuk tuk on the train. What? Yeah. So the, the so the cargo thing ramp comes down. This guy's tuk tuk comes out, and then he sort of loads it up with his stuff, and he's got some, you know, a, an aqua. So he's, he's befriended a tuk tuk driver and persuaded him to come with him on the train. Yeah, or I mean, they the seem to be. Driver just happened to be coming too. No, no, I think he brought him along. You didn't see that oh. scene. You just see it when they get off. But they obviously know oh, each see. other relatively well. Uh, maybe yeah, you'd he's, have to. Yeah, and he's he's he, you know he alludes to having been in this situation a lot. So he kind of maybe he spent a lot of time in Bangkok. <laughs> he's forever traveling on trains with tuk tuks. He can't can't help himself. It's the only way to travel, darling. Um, and then he he wants to go down the river to to sort of photograph some wildlife and gets warned. You know, stay in the wide bit of the river. That's fine, and don't go where it gets narrow. And you know, some mm. of it's quite nicely shot. The sort of river stuff is, uh, you know. Because some of that apocalypse now vibe of going through the jungle is very sweet, um, and then uh, he just sort of basically he gets really excited about diving and photographing fish, and he leaves his chap, his tuk tuk driver, who also can handle the boat. God, you added that. Um, in charge of the boat, and he goes off for a swim, whatever, and and he comes back. Uh, and he gets to sleep, I think, and the guy's playing a flute, and then he wakes up and he's been murdered. Uh, he finds him. He, he basically he sees a sort of possibly a body in the distance down the river and he jump, gets his flippers on and and jumps swims in the water and swims after it and finds out that it's his, it's his friend with an arrow through his neck and at which point uh, Can he use the boat to go and get him? 
madness. Um, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, he's in the reeds, kind of quite next to the bank. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And he looks up and he finds that there's sort of members of a tribe there. Oh, I did. I forget to mention right at the beginning, just after the opening credits roll, there is a um, a title card that says, you know, in the in the jungle in the borders between Vietnam and Burma, there are loads of undiscovered tribes, and uh, even though they have strange practices and this. Uh, even though this is a fiction, it's based on actual events that happen. Blah blah blah. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. It's all done in a very yeah. bit mappy kind of font. Um, anyway, so he looks up and he sees the kind of like the tribal people there, and then they throw a net over him and drag him into their village and hoist him up and stick him in a net and beat him with sticks. And he realizes that they have mistaken him for a kind of. Um, what's the right word? Not supernatural being, but they've kind of mistaken him for a a monster because they think he's a fish man. Oh, because he's wearing flippers, right? Which prompts my I did I did not do what you have done, um, and record the line which I should have done. I keep forgetting to do that, but I just noted it down that my best line, worst line, is where he goes. I'm a human being, like you. I'm a man, not a fish. Um, <laughs> and that has, does sound like a good one. <laughs> and, uh, not quite as good as... as, as but good, no. good nonetheless. But so he convinces them that he's not a fish, and then he has to go through, through some various tribal rituals um, mm. to become part of the tribe. But he do, tries to escape a bit, yeah. uh, and he sees a beautiful girl who's the chieftain's daughter. There's a high-progressive warrior-type guy who marries the chieftain's daughter. Um, and then there's a lady who's old and was a nanny somewhere, so she speaks the language he can understand, English in this context, even though it's all WWW. Um, and basically, sort of, he has the hots for the chieftain's daughter. He does this sort of trial with snake venom and stuff to become part of the tribe, and he sort of becomes part of the tribe, and then the high-progressive dude is killed, and he sort of takes over the chieftain's daughter, and um, she ends up getting pregnant, yada, yada, yada. Um, and, but, and then a lot of the rest of the film is built around him being integrated in the tribe, and they're... Yeah war essentially with another really super aggressive super horrible tribe who it turns out are cannibals the cannibalism in the movie is really only about two minutes worth and it's when they sort of come across this there's a scene where they the the other tribe just sort of tuck into some body parts kind of thing so yeah. it's not really full-on kind of cannibal exploitation as late stuff it's very much a kind of gateway drug as it were <laughs> um introducing the concept which i think people then jumped on and you know he himself jumped mm. on and it sort of expanded it and became a thing um and yeah and then at the end he's sort of faced with a i'm not going to try and give too much away i won't give you tell you what actually happens but in the end he is sort of faced with a choice of staying with his adopted tribe or um or joining you know the uh the the, the civilized world again um so yeah he makes that has to make that, cho- that choice between sort of his new tribal chums and uh and the, the possibility of escaping to civilization and see where that leaves him really yeah well i mean that sounds I, my reaction to this plot is that sounds that sounds better than I was expecting. Mm-hmm. As in, the moment I hear anything cannibal holocausty, well, cannibally, I yeah. just sort of think low on plot, high on hideousness, and I can't be bothered with it. Well, I mean, cannibal holocaust is one of like the original found footage kind of things as well. Yeah, you know, it's it's the they go and they, they try and try and find the whole movie is based around finding this documentary crew that went into the jungle and what happened to them kind of thing yeah 
Yeah, whereas this, yeah, this is much less of a sort of, you know, documentary vibe and much more of a sort of almost a, not, not a morality tale, but a kind of, you know, he's, he's trying to knit together that Mondo thing of like, oh, look at the, the yeah. experiencing the other world. Yeah, it's really dull. Is it? Yeah. Well, it's not really dull, but I just, I kind of expect, I wanted more, I, to be honest with you, I wanted more cannibalism. I wanted more icky. I wanted less him sort of looking into the distance and being ponderous about being in a tribe <laughs> and then... Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe people. Will you know disagree. what it sounds like. It many, almost many sounds may, like but... it, it sounds like. Yeah, I suppose what surprises me about your description of the plot is that yes, in my head I had all the ickiness, cannibalism stuff, horror stuff, I suppose. But what you're describing, barring a few sort of of the more extreme bits, sounds a bit like a kind of what could be a sort of fifties American-made Hollywood. Story it has that of, vibe to it, and in some ways, that's quite good. You know, and there is yeah. a sort of like the story of integration, the story of kind of getting to the tribe, and and this sort of quest to find himself because he is a, a shit at the beginning of the movie, most definitely, and he becomes less so once he's part of this tribe and they've kind of accepted him yeah. to a certain extent. Um, I just, yeah, I just, I just wanted more awfulness, and there wasn't more awfulness, and I think that's probably <laughs> it's probably to its its credit that there isn't. But you know, I do mm. like me some. Awfulness. Some, some awfulness of intestines being wound out on a string or whatever. That's great. Um, but I was just, yeah. I, I mean, actually, the cannibal scene in it is pretty unrealistic, I'd say. What's the main dude like? He's Does okay. He's an actor. Is he all right? Yeah, yeah he's fine. Um, mm. He's not the world's worst actor. He's exactly sort of slightly what, you know, he's kind of what you'd expect from, from this sort of void. He was, he's been in a lot of, lot of stuff. Um, right. Although I think he might have died at some point. Yeah. But um, are we talking about is, is, is Ivan Rasimov? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, he di- he's definitely dead. Yeah, but he was in you know he's in a bunch of stuff you've seen, and he was in um, yeah, yeah. You know, humanoids, and he was in Django, and uh, there's another thing I can't think of. Eaten Alive, he was in, which is quite you know a bit of a classic, and yeah. um, and Jungle Holocaust as well, which he popped up with his co-star Mimi Lai as well, who's in quite a lot of these sort of like um, genre films around that kind of. Right. Time, yeah. the sort of revisionist thing about how it's quite important to Italian horror cinema around then. Um, but I was in, he was also in Emmanuel in Bangkok, which is awesome. Um, <laughs> who, who, and, and yes, there's another. Um, oh, God. Another Umberto Lenzi movie just awfully titled Spasmo. <laughs> oh, I've not seen that one. No. no. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's it. I, I, I just. I, it's a curio. It's it's kind of like it's a it's a historical thing to see. I don't think yeah. it's great. I don't think it's awful. Um, don't watch it if you are looking for sort of a, a you know a bit of cheap the full thrills. cannibal yeah horror, horribleness yeah, yeah. okay um, I might start although you know watching what it and see if I get into it it's be better honest, than Eli Roth's Green Inferno. Um, oh God, that was awful. Wasn't yeah, it? that was uh, yeah. But, I had nothing against Eli Roth, but that was bloody yeah, awful. That's just him just coming over the Italian horror uh, cannibal movies, but. Uh, it was terrible. Yeah, it's un- no, no, it's bad. I think Man from Deep River is probably a C minus for me. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I was. I, was, I just wanted to be a bit more thrilled by it and get a bit more oomph. Yeah. Um, and I thought some of the stuff in it was a bit easily telegraphed. But yeah. you know, it was fine. It was fine. Yeah, <laughs> it happened. Yeah, I just find it hard but... to be enthusiastic about it. Yeah. No, I, I sense that. I think. Um, well, we've had two slightly mess kind of reactions to these movies but I although i'm still quite I, positive about my reaction to my reaction to your description of your movie yeah and as well i just i i say again i enjoyed 
I feel like I enjoyed my film more than yours, even though I've given it a lower score. Because I was very happy in my film's world, whereas you sound like you're a bit more about your film's world. Yeah, I I think essentially, I think essentially, mm. yes. My Good. film's world was a bit meh. <laughs> shall we move on to the combo? We shall move on to the combo. So for, 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 for new listeners, because we get new listeners all the time, we sort of explain it in the intro, but basically I take one film, then Ben takes another film, and, and then we come to the film that we, we both, both watch. watch together. And this is what we refer to as the combo. Yeah. And we're now on the combo, which is 1989's La The Church. So we did there. You did the English, I did the Italian, happened simultaneously. Yeah. It was quite smooth, That's I thought. Amazing. Um, yeah, Directed co- by? Michel Suave. Yeah, and co-written by Dario Argento. Just yes. ages ago, dude, I can't remember which episode it was, but we were talking about how we were a little bit bored by just the, the number of zombie films. Yeah. And I think I think it was then, and I mentioned how... I mentioned an Italian zombie film called Della Morte Della More with Rupert yes. Everett. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, it was also known as The Cemetery Man. And, um, and I just remember it being a real... That was a... a, a film that sort of switched on zombies a little bit for me back in the 90s kind of thing yeah um even though it's a very patchy film not perfect at all i just remember finding it quite funny in places and rupert everett's really cool but um absolutely anyway but it's the same director who made this one which is called the church yeah oh, interesting um awesome music pedigree behind this as well yes so you've got not only goblin doing their thing Yes. Um, but you've got Philip Glass in there as well. Yes, who I like very much. Yeah, very exciting. Yes, I'm a, key, a keen fan of his work. So, look, look we're, we're, plot. we're burbling plot, on about, plot, plot, plot. about, yeah, about the so heritage it of it. It starts in the past. Very much so, in medieval see, Germany. You see medieval Germany and you see these nasty knights um, <laughs> who, are, who have descended on a place because of witches and they're going to kill all the witches. Yeah. And... Am I am I remembering right? Yeah, they 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 rock up to go and sort of rid the witches, and it's one of those things. I think you know, you maybe it's a thing for our our time now, or maybe it was meant. You know, you, you're initially sort of going. It's actually very much like the beginning of the Witchfinder thing that I watched with Nicolas Cage, where or we watched in fact, where you know you're not sure whether yeah. they already are. You think, oh god, they're not really witches, and then it turns out actually they 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 are witches. Yeah, 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 and they put them to the sword, and um, they're all horribly killed. And yeah. there's one. Is there one survivor? There is one sort of uh, young girl who runs away into the bushes. That's right. Yes. Yeah, and they're all buried. Yeah. And a sort of big cross is put down, and then jump forward in time, and you realise that the and, and suddenly the camera is in a massive sort of cathedrally sized church. Yeah. Which is obviously on the site site where this yes. atrocity or this mass killing of evil took place exactly um and then we get introduced to the our sort of i don't know not hero but uh our, our main one of our main characters the librarian evan rocks up for his first day on the job played by played by um thomas arana yes um at, who's in a, an awful lot of exciting stuff yeah and i always like watching him he's yeah, great yeah so do i yeah he's always, he's always a very he's always watchable face um, and he meets um, the artist supervising the restoration of the church and That's there's right. a little bit of a chemistry between the two of them yes 
Um, and then he meets the bishop, who's a bit grumpy, and the yeah, and and quite creepy and weird. Yes, and yeah. the priest, who's very nice. Um, yes, and yeah, he gets told don't go into the catacombs and play around underneath the church. <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, he's specifically told don't do that, and then in the way of horror films, he does do that. Yeah, he sort of he he remo- he he removes a rock, doesn't he? That's sort of Keeping the evil, yeah, it's kind of like a, it's in... like a sort of seal, essentially, isn't it? That kind yeah. of is, is 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 keeping that there. Um, yeah, and she finds a kind of parchment, an architectural sort of parchment <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah, um, and they they just inexplicably decide to get it on. Yeah, or not yeah. entirely inexplicably, but you know, it's quite it's quite an accelerated courtship, I would say, between the two. Oh, there's also there's also. Accelerated courtships are wonderful new new, <laughs> new idea you've come across there. I like that. There you go. Um, boodling around, there's also kind of like the caretaker guy and his daughter, mm. and she looks awfully an awful lot like the girl who escaped from the witches. Being she, she, she looks. Oh, of course, yes, yes. Is that is that Asia Argento? I think it is. Yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she, so it's the same actress. She, she is the same face who. Escaped the Teutonic Knights before, yeah. Um, but you know, coincidence, yeah. Uh, and yes, as he explores the catacombs more, things start to get more and more terrifyingly well, I, I say terrifying, um, more and more, uh, weird, weird and witchy and and horror and horror and possessy until lots of possessy. Yeah, lots of possessy until they are main characters and anyone who's come to see the cathedral on a day of uh, sort of tourism. There's actually there's a, there's a couple and their, their their wedding party. There's a bunch of tourists. Right. There's some. There's a model. There's a model. There's some, loads of kids, um, and oh, they all yeah, get the trapped within the church. And various members of each party start to get possessed in various ways and do various things like. Hitting, cutting yeah. off heads and using them to hit bells with, or yeah. which is great. It's an absolutely awesome scene. Um, yeah, and people ripping out their own hearts, which is all very, all very exciting. Yeah. Um, and and it kind of gets a bit actually slowly gets a bit how the duck. In and yeah. I mean this in a really, really good way. When they yeah. get possessed, it is quite a how the duck kind of moment. Um, and there are she sort of gets the demons even go. You'd have to even be in the church because at some point the demon goes to her house as well. Yeah, although that was, I mean, there are things I definitely liked and disliked about this film, but my favourite, I kind of liked the element of it where it, where it, I liked the fact that it was all taking place basically in one Yes, I thought, I, I, place. I, yeah, it kind, of, it kind of broke its own rules, I think, when the demon went to her house a bit, maybe it was yeah. a parchment, but, and it did look a bit papier-mâché as well when you saw it, but all in all, I don't know how we, we sort of ended up at a review anyway, even while doing the flop, I really enjoyed this. Yeah, I really enjoyed it as well. Yeah, it's 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 very uneven, very strange, but it's got some really good bits. It's, it's very, you know, it's very argentoy. Yeah, it's it's a ripe mishmash, and yeah, and 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 but there's just some. I I do think it's well filmed, and it just looks really cool. Yeah, and and everyone's looking rather beautiful. I like the the I I like individual elements like that i think it's got some quite good gore which yeah we well, always, i'd say i wouldn't say like. i was ever scared but i do think no. that, that it's that it is truly horrific at points yeah yeah, yeah, uh, yeah there's a great mean. human demon sewage sculpture which i always like 
Um, and someone getting their head smashed off by a train, which is great. It has a really, to me as well, it has a kind of like, um, tonally has a really James Herbert kind of feel to it. That's an interesting idea. I'd not thought of that. Yeah, that yeah. kind of like, because he, he often did sort of like ancient evil things. And it just sort of, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's quite a classic idea, isn't it? The sort of ancient evil buried underneath whatever. Yes, but, but then trapping I, people inside that church while the ancient evil runs rampant isn't, which I yeah. rather like. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just, yeah, oh, I'm really glad you liked it. I, I kind of thought you weren't going to for oh, some no. reason. Oh, no. No, no, so I loved I'm it. I'm glad you did. No, for oh, me, cool. this was a real antidote to the meh for, from the deep river. But would you agree? Because, I, I mean, I definitely thought it was weird and uneven and a bit thrown together in certain areas. Or, but I really enjoyed that about it? it. I have to say, that's oh, okay. the, I, I think yeah, that yeah. sense of chaos kind of adds <laughs> to, the, to the whole film <laughs> itself, if you know what I mean. Because I don't, I don't, yeah. I'm not sure it was entirely... I think you could be overstepping the bounds of of, uh, of, of people's intentions to go, yes, that's definitely what they were going for, this kind of like uneven, chaotic vibe, just so you were kind of mordering into the horror bit. I think it just yeah. all... Uh, you know, they had a lot of fun with it. It's kind of, it's late to be doing it in you know, almost yeah. 1990 doing this kind of thing because uh, it doesn't particularly you know it does feel like it could have been made 10 years earlier very very easily yeah um, I know what you mean yeah but uh, I, yeah I just I, I just really enjoyed it oh, oh yeah cool. and self impaling yourself on a jackhammer is something I've never seen before and it's awesome yes as you saying I was worried you wouldn't like it I do have in my notes Ben will love this bit <laughs> <laughs> how well you know me yeah, that was like that was just yeah, it's fantastic. It's some random, but good cast, well. don't you think? I mean, I just good thought cast, everyone was yeah, good, good, basic concept, and you know, mentally, all kind of like what do you call it? Not hectically. What's the word I'm looking for? Eclectically executed, but <laughs> really, really enjoyable. This is a solid B for me. I think. Oh, good. Yeah, no, I've got B plus on mine. Ooh, wow. Although. I think I might downgrade it now when I'm talking about it, even though I'm enjoying talking about it. Yeah, me I think too. it's more B minus this, this is the mad thing, though. So we, we were talking about rewatching, and yeah. I didn't get around to rewatching this, even though I really want to see it again. And yeah, I loved yeah. the score. I really did. Like, kicking off with that goblin right at the beginning, you know, and yeah. then, you know, the, the Philip Glassy stuff. It was really, really cool. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, no, I just, I, yeah, but I do want, I will definitely rewatch this. And I, you know, oh, that's it, will, cool. it will hit the rotation. No, I, I just want to summarise for people. So it sounds like don't bother watching Man from the Deep River. Nah. Man from but Deep unless River. you want to do completist on the zombie, on the um, cannibal films, you know. Yeah. So, okay. All right. Watch Man from Deep River if you want to sort of um, f- see an interesting little bookmark in, in film history. Semi-interesting. Watch The Church if you just want to watch some really insane, quite good really Italian enjoyable horror. Fun really enjoyable fun watch death steps in the dark if you fancy seeing sort of, a bit of jello. sub sub jello mm. and just i just want to throw in because this was the film that sort of sparked it all off us doing this i would recommend watching four flies on gray velvet as well um which was, is another jello that dario Argento, yeah. dario Argento film just because i genuinely i really enjoyed that it's very strange and uneven as well but it's really good and i would recommend watching both suspirias okay Oh, I've not seen the the remake. Oh, the remake's cracking. Is it? As much as I don't want to like her, just through having famous parentage and being in that awful Fifty Shades of Wank movie, Dakota Johnson's actually really good. She's been really good in two things I've seen so far, so I've decided I do really like her now. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. I I, I watched Jojo Rabbit the other day. Oh, did you? Yeah. What was it like? It's all right. 
Well, watch the Suspiria remake then, because it's cracking. Okay, I will. Okay, and you watch Four Flies on Grey Velvet, please. All right, sounds great. It's a deal. And you out there, watch all three of these, or just two of them. Probably just two of them. Yeah. Just watch two. Don't bother with Man from Deep River. Nah. So Life's too short. It is, isn't it? Watch The Church instead. Watch, just watch The Church. Watch it twice. Yeah. So, next time around... Oh, yeah. We've got to Shit, find... We've not, have we talked about this? No. I can't, have, have we talked about this off-pod, or is this another live one? Because I, do, I think doing it live is quite fun. Last or time, could be quite I, boring for people. So well, it depends how long suggest, we take, dude. Well, we haven't hit sci-fi in a while, I don't think, have we? Ooh, no. No, what sort of sci-fi, though? Generation Starship? No, Ben, not Gen- Um <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, I, I'm going to go with the very broad church of sci-fi right now. I might Ugh. narrow it down. That's so lame, dude. Just saying sci-fi. Might as well just say I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say movies. But I just, I love like I. My thing about sci-fi is things like Have you seen Arrival yet? Oh yes, that's awesome. How else would you describe that other than just pure sci-fi? Yeah, this, See, that's, it's, yeah, it's amazing, point. and it made me weep like a baby. Yeah, me too. But it is. I think that I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't subgenre that. It's just no. that's just pure beautiful sci-fi. Pure, beautiful sci-fi. Okay. So we'll look for pure, distilled, beautiful sci-fi. I've got all quiet because it's, it slightly makes me feel a bit emotional just thinking about oh, the film. I was a mess. I was on a plane as well. <laughs> oh, I practically oh. drowned in my own tears on a plane and someone sat next to me looking at me funny and then they noticed yeah. I was watching Arrival and you're like, oh yeah, I get it again. I might have to watch that again. Oh. It is epically good. Yeah. It's so good. Anyway, anyway. that's our suggestion of what we're going to do. Dear ladies and gentlemen, if you have anything in your hearts that's burning to get out, any movies you want us to review, any genres you want us to do, I mean, now we've opened the doors to two streaming services, or more, but we don't have any other subscriptions, um, then, you know, you can you can suggest even more. We'd love to hear from you. Hit us up on Twitter, at WeWatchAnything, Gmail, which does work, and people use, which is weird. WeWatchAnything at gmail.com. He's so distracting. Um... Sorry. Just get in touch. Tell us what tell us what you like, what you don't like, um, or any of that kind of things. Or just you know, drop us lines. Tell us how you do it going. If you had a nice meal, something like that, we'd just love yeah. to hear from you. Yeah, it'd be great to hear from you. So until next time, when we'll be My back. My energy levels are reducing. They're really going down. This is really helpful. Like a, this is not a helpful ending, is it? No, I'm, gonna have to, I'm carrying you through this like Yorick Burnison. No, so. Sorry. Next time, we'll be back with sci-fi, you'll be back with your ears, and it, it'll be great. Right? <laughs> That's my favourite one you've ever done. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll be As back ever. with sci-fi, you'll be back with your ears, and it'll be great. You just recycle what I said. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. It's been a pleasure talking at you. We'll speak to you soon. Yes. Bye. Bye, everyone. It's been lovely being here. Oh, dear. Ha, ha, ha.